You're listening to the Superman Super Show, episode 32, Europe at War, part two. Hello, and welcome to the Superman Super Show. I'm a host, my name is Ed, and a thousand miles over there to my left is another host, Mr. Stephen Orr. How do all right. So, what uh, what uh, kind of recommendations? What what have you been listening to lately, Stephen? Everything is just cutting in and out for me right now. Yeah, I'm gonna wait for this thing to come because you you were like, come in, we're so okay. All right. So yeah. Uh, so what have you been listening to lately? I want to, yeah, I want to um, uh, suggest another podcast, uh, the ElfQuest audio movie. Ah, uh, yes. Familiar with that one. Uh, this is a 10 part audio drama. It's uh, currently available on all the major podcast platforms and uh, it's a lot of fun. Um, it's if you are familiar with ElfQuest uh, season one, which is up right now, the first 10 episodes. Basically, if, uh, for example, I think really when I first encountered ElfQuest, it was these thick um, collections. And there were four. The, the original Quest, which was 20 issues, were collected into these four volumes. And the first volume was called Journey to Sorrow's End. And that's what this first season is. Hmm. Okay, so it's the first five issues or so. Pretty much, yeah. Um, it's 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 okay. it's pretty fun. Um, there are a lot of commercials, though. You have to you have to know that you're probably going to skip the first ten minutes of each episode, and the or two minutes, the first two minutes of each episode, and the last two to five minutes of each episode, mm -hmm. and then okay. there's probably a good two minutes right in the middle okay. that has commercials, and uh, which you know. That's this was a I'm sure this was an expensive project. I know they did a Kickstarter for it. Mm -hmm. uh, and there's some, you know, Cree Summer, for example, she does one of the voices. She was ready from a different world. She does a lot of animation uh, voice work nowadays. But uh, I'll always remember her as as a Freddie from a, a different world back in the 90s. Um, but yeah, it was a, it was a lot of fun. I really cool. enjoyed it. I would uh, all, all 10 episodes are available. You can go out there and binge them. And uh, have some fun with them. When, when, once you get, you know, once you skip the commercials, they're really not, the episodes aren't that long. So you'll get to them pretty quickly. Now, are you aware, uh, staying on the ElfQuest theme, uh, that there is an actual ElfQuest podcast as well? Uh, yeah, I haven't had a chance to listen to it. I know I've run across it before. Yeah, it's about 70, but, 80 episodes. It's not, yeah. they don't put them out very frequently now because uh, there's not as uh, much lot, ongoing with the stuff. story. Yeah. yeah. But over yeah. the course of, you know, if you start and listen, they started it when uh, that Stargazer's final or Stargazer's end or whatever. Yeah. That, the, the, the last... Uh, the last one that came out was, uh, yeah, the Stargazers thing. I can't remember exactly yeah, what it's called. They they started with, I think, the series before that one. Okay. That dealt with Cutter. Uh, I don't want to say anything because there's a spoiler that's pretty easily said yeah, about I'm how not, that one ends. But um, Yeah, and I'm not, 
I'm not a very, you know, I, I have read the original quest over and over and over. Mm-hmm. Um, I think siege at blue mountain came after that. Mm-hmm. And I know I've read that once or twice. And then I've kind of yeah. dipped my toes here and there. Um, you know, elf quest was my first independent comic book and I had no idea, you know, you didn't really know what independent comics were back then as, you know, as far as I was concerned, it was a freaking comic book. I bought the first collection at a, at a bookstore. Right. So. Yeah, I, I understand. I, I think um, perhaps uh, what you're alluding to is that the, the nostalgia factor for that initial uh, series. Right. Yeah. And then unless you're like, you know, way big into elves or uh, Wendy Peeney or something like that, you've read, uh, you know, on. But yeah, there, there's, there's, for me, there's the, a huge nostalgia factor for that there, first yeah. quest. Uh, so yeah, me too. And and once you get past, you know, there's like the the, the original quest, Siege of Blue Mountain, uh, Kings of the Broken Wheel, Broken blah, Wheel. blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. There, at some point in there, um, she doesn't do a lot of the art, right? And I think it's at that point that I was like, well, right. For me, it was like, what was the point? You know, that was part of the, the draw for me was just the way she drew these characters. And, uh, and, uh, there's, there, there's another, they dark horse put out these really big collections. That's what I I'm rereading them, uh, digitally through the, the dark horse collections that, uh, it was a great sale a couple of years back and I bought up a whole bunch of them, but the original quest, for example, is 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 still in its black and white. They they colorized mm-hmm. it, of course, when they reprinted it for Marvel on their Epic line. Right. But at some point, it does. They they do start producing color books, and it's not the same. I think it's digital. It's digital colors, yeah. and you know when digital colors first started to to be a thing. Uh, I think a lot of digital color artists just really kind of overdid it. They um, can do a whole bunch of fun stuff and they just did a whole bunch of fun stuff. Just, yeah. They just a whole, did a whole bunch of fun stuff. And um, so, yeah. all of the, uh, all of that, except for the most recent two series are available on their website to read for free. Yeah. Okay. Yep. You're, you're, you're yeah, talking I've been, about having what, bought it to read it, but yeah, I mean, yeah. all of it, and and this is all of it, all the fan produced stuff, all of the yep. other different magazines, because there after a little while it splits and there's like two story branches, a daughter and a future, yeah. and a, yeah, so it. Oh yeah, they do. They do like the uh, the sea elves. Yeah, yeah, there's this whole sci-fi just, future thing. Yeah. And yeah. Oh yeah. It really get, but yeah, yeah, it got crazy there for a while. That that original quest is the yeah. If you want to read Elf yeah, Quest, and, that's the one to read, and then just. Put it down and, you know, move on to the other things on your read list. And it's, uh, you know, I I have done a number of episodes going through the issues of the original Quest, mm-hmm. quest over on Just Another Fanboy. And I, I I haven't finished it because it may or may not be the subject of season two on Just Another Fanboy Presents when I get done with, with uh, um, Death of Superman. But I, yeah, each one of those episodes, I let folks know. Go to the, go to elfquest.com. You can read these for free there. It's the official site. Yeah. You know, boom, just go, you know, then you can read along with me, you know? So yeah. Yeah. I think that's pretty neat. You read them online. All righty. Are are we, are we banter banter complete for the, for the moment? Okay. We, we have to, 
We have to save some for, yeah, we can't. Yeah, otherwise we just rip through the last we're, two episodes. We're out of banter. Yeah. So today we're going to be looking at Europe at War Part 2, which appeared in Action Comics number 23, brought to us by Jerry Siegel as the writer-scripter, Joe Schuster as the penciler, um, yeah, and Paul Cassidy as the inker. Now, Action Comics 23 is cover dated April 1940 with an approximate sale date, thanks to Mike's Amazing World of Comics, of February 22nd, 1940. So, there for a little while, we got real close with those two dates, and now we're starting to stretch out the difference in between them a little bit more to the... Nowadays, it's two months or three months, I think, is what it standardly is. I I forget exactly. So... For those of you that have not read this story, why not? You need to go read. You need to go read it before you listen to the show. I mean, come on. You know that's what we're trying to do is trying to encourage you to read these stories. We are, so you you should too. But if you haven't read the story, we are continuing to cover the ongoing war between. And this is also courtesy of Mike's Amazing World of Comics. This synopsis: uh, the ongoing war between Galonia and Torin. Stephen, where in Europe are uh, Galonia and Torin? No idea. I'm assuming they're Eastern Bloc. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and and I'll, I'll go ahead and throw out there that um, I was a geography major in college, and those countries don't exist. So, but, you know, that's, that's okay. Maybe they did right. or something. You know, they almost sound like tribal names or... Uh, that's the barbarian names the, or something, you know, something yeah, like that. That's the one thing DC comics has always done. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Uh, versus Marvel. Marvel has always put, uh, real places in their books and DC has always made up cities. So whenever I'm reading a DC book and they, they mention like New York city, I, I just immediately get thrown out of the story. <laughs> you're like, what? You, you're not in <laughs> that's New a York real city. Place. That's not right. Yeah, really? Yeah. What? Um, so uh, Clark Kent is interviewing the leader of Galonia, General Lupo. Lupo informs Kent that a temporary truce has been called in order to negotiate. When the truce is broken by the Galonians, Lupo claims it was an accident. Suspecting otherwise, Kent follows Lupo as Superman. Now, Lupo, that, that's kind of a take on Wolf, isn't it, Lupo? Yeah. Pretty much. In a hidden cave, Lupo communicates with an unseen leader, Luthor, or Luther, as I say it. But somebody in a movie once famously called him Luthor. Luthor. Superman learns of a plan to attack a neutral country and confronts Lupo. Before the general can expose his unseen boss, green rays strike and kill him. Superman stops the attack on the neutral country, and as Kent, he reveals his information to the warring countries. Worried by Kent's knowledge of his involvement, Luther captures Kent's partner, Lois Lane. Lois gets a message to Clark, bringing Superman to Luther's dirigible base to rescue her. I I really like that base, too. Superman is subjected to Luther's green ray, which weakens Superman. The Man of Steel is able to escape, however, and destroy the dirigible. Only he and Lois appear to escape when it crashes to Earth. With Luther out of the picture, the warring countries declare an armistice. Clark delivers the story to the Daily Planet and returns home with Lois. So, 
my co-host, Stephen. What did you think? Uh, a lot more, a, a bit more fun mm -hmm. than the previous issue. Um, you'll also notice the Daily Planet. Planet. Yes. Yes, I made yeah, a note I, of that. I looked all over the internet for this. This is the issue that they changed it from the Daily Star to the Daily Planet. And there has, there's no explanation given. It's just, it's just the Daily Planet. But also, what, what is Action Comics 23 Big Four in Superman Mythos? This is the first uh, chronological appearance of Lex Luthor. That's right. Now, I'll go ahead and throw out that in some lookings that I saw, it is possible that you can argue that point. Now, in story, Luther does make the comment later on that we meet again. Yep. Meaning this had to come first before that. But if, chronologically, if you drill down and look at the release dates for the books, mm -hmm. it's quite possible that the next book that we talk about, Superman issue four, came out before containing the second appearance yep. of Luther prior I, to, I, came out prior to Action Comics 23, but only by a week. That's why you don't really know for sure, because yeah. that's just too close together right. to, you know. So, whatever, you know, if it's that yeah, close. I, and Now, I only get this, I only, yeah. Good. I, I, I wrote that down as well. I only got it from two different sources. Uh, Mike's Amazing World of Comics and DCFandom.com. They both say pretty much the same thing, which is that uh, Superman number four uh, was on the stands a uh, week before Action Comics number 23, but the story in Superman four takes place after the story in Action Comics 23. So Action Comics 23 is the first chronological appearance of Lex Luthor Superman number four is the first published appearance of Lex Luthor. So there we that's, go. That's, that's, yeah, that's what I, that's what I kind of, I don't want to say dug up because really I just like the two right, different right, websites. Right, yeah, but, uh, right. Yeah. But yeah, I thought that was really interesting because they also mentioned on, on, uh, I think it was dcfandom.com and we, we could talk about this more when we talk about, uh, Superman issue number four, because, mm -hmm. That's where this note was, is that while the the events in Action Comics 23 take place on what is now known as Earth 2, the okay. events in Action Comics or the events in Superman number four take place in Earth 2A. It's it's it, they're, they're, yeah, it's wow. it's an alternate version of Earth 2. And it's it's in the official like Crisis on Infinite Earths um, index of worlds. There's Earth 2 and Earth 2A. And uh, at that point, I was just like, because there, there, there's a certain tiny differences and I just, whatever. I I don't even think about that anymore. I didn't really notice anything that made it. No. And, no. and all of that stuff about the dates, of course, we had no yeah, idea reading this yeah. because the source we're reading it from had Action 23 and no. then... 
uh, Superman four, the first story. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it one just flowed into the other. It you know, so. Yeah. Um. Now, having spoken on the previous uh, Action Comics splash panel, this one fits because it's a scene related to um, bombing yeah. in the city where yeah. he and Lois are. So this one fits now. This particular scene, you know, I I don't know where, you know, who knows? They were out walking around and this started. Yeah. And so that's this scene. I mean, you know, but yeah, this this one actually uh, thematically makes some kind of sense as a as opposed to that one from last issue. It was just yeah weirdness. Um, something else I also noticed. I don't know that all of the read this way arrows were necessary in the story. Not at all. <laughs> there, there is one Not place where they didn't have one. And I thought one could have really helped, but otherwise I'm like, the panels are the same size and, yeah. and they're on the same line. And we know in America, we read left to right, top to yeah. bottom, left to right. So, you know, I, yeah, I don't know why all of a sudden, you know, every now and then yeah, we would see one. Just in, in this in this issue, it's like suddenly these, I don't know. Every, every these, other these page little... has one or two arrows to assist. And I'm like, dog, you don't, you know, I, look, yeah. I'm not a boob. Okay, I know how to read a comic book. Come on. Yeah. But um, after that, I, go ahead. Well, I can only, because when I uh, doodle around when it comes to putting together like a, um, podcast artwork Mm -hmm. when i discover how to do something new in photoshop uh a lot of times i will continue to use that same thing uh that from that moment forward on everything i create until i learn something else new so maybe that's just something he just kind of you know what i bet i could put a little arrow in here and make it look like oh you know all nice and neat and so then he just he just did it for the rest of the issue (laughs) i guess i i don't know um, I noticed too um, in probably this story it it starts and then it it continues on. Um, the previous story, even though it was about war, we didn't see too many people die that we know of. Mm-hmm. In this story, though, we we start to see some people dropping. Um, yeah. Right off the bat, you have this uh, in panel unnumbered because they stopped numbering now. Uh, the Artillery uh, crew gets blown up on the first on the first page, Um, rather in a way graphically. I think I was like, "Wow, that's um, no doubt what happened to those guys." Yep, and and I guess because it's war, you know, it's okay. I mean, we have seen things uh, with the mob and with the bad guys and stuff that you can only assume. You know, a a car goes off a cliff, and you're like, "Yeah, they're they're gone." But you don't see yeah. anything. You don't see a smashed up car or, you know, and this was pre-comics code. So, I mean, they could theoretically show that stuff if they wanted to. There was nothing, no quote unquote rules against it. But um, we we did have that mobster guy. Uh, I don't remember which issue it was, but both super, but both super Superman and the, and the mob guy were out on the street and a cop suddenly runs mm-hmm. up waving his gun. And Superman's like, I'm out of here. And then the, the other guy starts running too, and the cop guns him down. Shoots him. Yeah. And that was, I mean, th- there wasn't any blood, but 
they they drew the reaction of him getting shot the way it was drawn and i don't think this was the this, this was what they meant for it to look like but it looked like he got shot in the throat because of the way that they mm-hmm. they drew it i thought but yeah typically not a lot of that kind of stuff in these so far so um let's see Mo- moving on through here uh superman is witness to potentially a uh neutral representative being killed as as they're going to uh oversee the talks of the the two warring sides when his car is blown up and actually um superman has a camera because it's going to yeah. be a, a a momentous occasion and so he's going to take yep. pictures and he actually took pictures of the car being destroyed yep. um i assume it must have been a bomb planted on the car cuz you don't see like a plane yeah. or it's not an artillery shell or anything like that so because of that, uh, obviously, one side, whichever side, feels that the other side is responsible for killing the negotiator, uh, meaning that the other side must not want to negotiate in in uh, in goodwill. We'll just keep doing what we're doing, you know. Forget all yeah. this armistice and whatever. So we'll just we'll just keep going, and and so that's what happens. The the brief. Uh, stop to the hostilities is is very brief. Superman follows Lupo and um because he he's talking suspiciously about Clark Kent and Lois. Superman yeah. overhears, but he doesn't overhear by hanging on on a ledge or anything yeah. like that. He just overhears in in a in a building with his superhearing. Superhear, yeah. So he follows Lupo and um to me, it was it was kind of interesting. Several things here, all in a row on this page. Uh, first, that Lupo just disappears. Uh, that was, you know, that's kind of cool. Then you have the um, hypnotic lights on the on the the slab or the 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 rock face that's different looking from all the other rock faces yeah. in the cave that the man disappeared into. Yeah. Um, but then the lights go away and the the rock. Uh, starts emulating a face, like it, it it protrudes out and starts talking to Lupo, who I guess now is under some sort of trance because of the lights. So he's more suggestible now. Um, so he he got like the the hypno whammy, and then whoever is responsible is talking to him to give him further orders or, or whatever he he wants out of him. And that's when Superman. Uh, Appears to Lupo. Now we we've seen that Superman is in the vicinity this whole time, but but those three things back to back just that was kind of cool because they were kind of different um, tropes, I guess if you if you want to call them that. Well, it it really it just went from a, your basic kind of war slash espionage story to bam hardcore sci fi, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, and here is where in the uh, summary that Superman confronts Lupo and we see the green eyes, which anyone that's read Superman for any length of time is already put in mind of something. Uh, but yeah. that's not, I don't think at all what this is, although they could easily say, you know, that this was the first appearance of that. But I don't I don't believe yeah. it is. Uh, no, it, it is kind of funny, though, that. It's a, you know, the green ray. Right. Yeah. And it shows up later that where they have the, the green ray guns. So, And I don't know, maybe later on, 
maybe yeah. in contemplating, well, you know, retcon it back. What, what color do we make this? Well, I remember in the early stories, he felt weakness because of this green yeah. ray. So let's make kryptonite green. And, yeah. you know, I, I don't know, because maybe. you have what right now you have eight colors. Maybe you only have four colors right now. And then by the time that kryptonite is invented, you have eight or 16 colors to, yeah. to pick from. So, um, moving on along, Superman escapes uh, a trap. Um, he takes out a, a uh, cadre of bombers that are flying one to the other. I, I don't even know if it tells us. Unidentified bomber. Oh, these are the bombers that are heading to the neutral nation to get yeah. somebody else yet involved in the war. And because of the direction the bombers are going, Superman really doesn't care whose they are. They're just yeah. going somewhere that they're not supposed to. So he he takes them out. And then... Um, he, he does mention as he uh, jumps into one of the planes... Uh, and throws the guy out. So, you know, there's somebody well, else yeah, who's killed. Uh, odd, your uniform is entirely unfamiliar. So I, I, I took from that, that that whoever is in these planes are from neither of the two nations that are at war. Okay. But they're hoping that they are assumed to be one side or the other yeah. in what yeah, they're doing. Just, just from the fact that the, the bombs, yeah. Right. Um. The next page is where we see Luther for the first time with a full pate of red hair. Full pate of red hair. Also. And yeah. And I, I, I ran into a little, uh, I don't know if you ran into it as well, uh, but a little bit of, of information about um, how he kind of went from a full head of hair to being bald. Um, after these appearances over these next few issues, I guess he shows up again in the, in the strip and the guy who drew him in the strip, which wasn't Joe Schuster at that point, drew him bald and didn't realize he was doing it wrong. And, and there's apparently a bunch of different stories about why he drew him bald. Um, there's a, well, like Lupo, for example, is bald in this, in this mm -hmm. story and that maybe the artist, uh, just looking back for reference, thought that that guy was Luther. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, the, it was it was pretty, some pretty interesting stuff that I that I ran across, and then and then apparently they just at some point after that they just made him bald. Okay, uh, very. It wasn't until the the Silver Age, wasn't it, when they made it part of his, mm -hmm. you know, Superboy blew out the fire and it blew his hair off his head. Yeah, yeah, that that's a, a very distinctive part of of Luther is that yeah. uh, for. Forever, as far as we know, unless you really go back in Superman's history, he's always appeared bald. It's, oh, yeah. You know. yep. um, we also see that his, his base, um, this giant dirigible, is suspended beneath it via way too many cables, are a huge platform. And on yeah. this platform is what appears to be a miniature city. It's, yeah. it's multiple buildings. It's not just one building. So there's this small city on a platform suspended beneath a giant dirigible, uh, and a dirigible uh, is a is a blimp. Um, 
And and that's Luther's hideout, way up high, yeah. which I yeah. thought was just this is a this is a better hideout by just a little bit than the hideout that he uses in the next story, uh, which is also another cool yeah. one. But I, but I like yeah, this one. That's pretty cool too. Uh, you know, th- this one is cool because you can launch airplanes off of this. It's it's like a, it's mm-hmm. like the the prototype helicarrier, and the helicarriers yeah. have always been awesome to me. I've always dug yeah. those. Yeah. So we see, huh, someone is in a car and they are way too close to my house. I mm. hate that. Um, so we see Luther and uh, he has had kidnapped Lois Lane. So he is confronting Lois Lane here. She finds a, um, a guard that she's able to influence. Because he is not under Luther's control like all the others. And she says, hey, you know, you'll do something for <laughs> She kind of hypnotizes him. She says, you'll do something for me or I'll, I'll tell on you. You know, she, yeah. she gives him yeah. the, the narc whammy. Um, and he says, well, no, you know, you can't tell because then Luther will kill me. She's like, okay, yeah. well, here's what I need you to do. And, and she gets him when he, <laughs> when he gets off work, <laughs> when his shift yeah. is done. Um, clocks out. Uh, yeah, she gets him to do something, and that is to give a note to Clark about where she is. And a whole, yeah. it, it it takes this way out there thing, and then just makes it, you know, like very pedestrian. Right. <laughs> it's, you know, it's it's, yeah. it's a henchman for the evil guy, and when he gets off work that day, just take a message to my friend, and it's like, wow, got his okay. lunch pail with him. And- <laughs> <laughs> uh so uh the uh, and and this is something that night he leaves the note well superman doesn't get it until the next day well he wakes up because the dude yeah that's right the dude wakes him or or yeah dude wh- creeps whatever. into his room basically yeah but while he's sleeping this all seems to occur at night but we don't see superman it says minutes later but when superman is flying off it's day but yeah. when the dude leaves the dirigible and goes to to Clark's room, it's night. Yeah. So I don't, you know. Anyways, that's probably me being too nitpicky again. I, I, I'm I, I need to suspend disbelief a little bit more. Apparently, it's it's kind of getting in my way. I'm I'm tripping on it here. But uh, Superman fly? Uh, no, excuse me. He jumps up jumps. to the dirigible, uh, a collap uh, colossal dirigible. He describes it. When I first read that, I thought it was collapsible. I was like, why is that? Oh, it's colossal. Sorry. Okay. Um, here. Now, in the next story, his jumping is, or maybe the story. He, but, he does some crazy stuff in that the the contest thing. With, with, with just jumping. some jumping. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, he goes up to the um, the fortress that Luther has, rescues Lois. Um, but rather than just getting her and leaving, he gives into Luther's I, I want to I want to test you. I want to see if I can be here. And again, it's it's repeated. So that, that becomes a yeah. theme here. Luther's um, got some weird thing going on. Yeah, I guess he 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 wants to to put his science against yeah. uh, Superman's 
science, you know, what whatever it is about Superman, it's, he wants to. Yeah, it's it's like right off the bat, he feels this need to prove that he's better than Superman. Yeah. And if and if that means that he he lets the guy go at the end, it, he's he's got to prove that he's better than Superman. But all of the ways that he tries to beat Superman uh, is with this green ray, which yeah. we saw earlier really doesn't do anything to him. But yeah. Luther is convinced um, it can. Let's see. Does he actually name it, I think, here? Let's see. Oops, bear with me, guys. Um, no, just powerful ray. Yeah, he doesn't. I think. Doesn't really name they it. They say Green Ray at some point, Ooh, but I think I, beyond that. Okay. Yeah. Um, cool panel here where now uh, Superman is running with Luther and Lois because he has m- messed up the ship here. Yeah. Uh, and he's he's holding Lois. Yeah. Right. She's like like you would a, a baby. She's sitting yeah, he's on his arm. Do, yeah. It's like he's, yeah, he's, he's turned his arms into chairs. Yeah. For her, you know, he's got the, like you guys can't see, but he's got the arm like this way, you know, with something. But for Luther, he's got the arm like this. And Luther is sitting. It's, it's really odd that he's not, it was drawn to where they're both not being held the same way. They're being held opposite for, for whatever reason. Yeah. That jumped out at me when I saw that. Um, next Superman just, he, he destroys the dirigible, uh, holding the headquarters. It falls. Uh, and that's the end of Luther is what he says. Yep. Or Lois says, one of them says. Takes proof to the two armies that, you know, here's the person that was responsible for continuing your, your beef. So you really don't have a beef, right? And they decide, yeah, you're right. We don't have a beef. Clark submits yet another outstanding story because, of course, he's in the middle of everything. He either saw it or he did it or caused it to happen or something. And the final, actually, the final two panels, the very final panel is a drawing of Sandman telling you to buy Adventure Comics. But the final story panel is Lois and Clark sitting on a bench and she's bemoaning who, who and what he is being a... Uh, a powder puff and, you know, whatever else yeah. her issues are. And, yep. and that is action 23. Yeah. Another thing that, that, uh, I don't know if this is Schuster's doing, but along with those weird, with the, with the freaking arrows, uh, all these sideways, uh, not sideways, but kind of the up and down text boxes mm-hmm. that, the text doesn't fill the entire box, so he puts like a couple little diamond shapes. Or yeah, a little just fills eye with a circle next to it. Fills or the box. Just, those are just weird. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I found them. Found them weird. Well, it's different. Yeah. From you know, and we've had, I don't know, we've thirty, we've had thirty-ish, read thirty-ish stories, and you know, all of a sudden, the arrows come out. Yeah. The filling the text boxes when there are bigger text boxes than there are words for. It makes you wonder if it was really Joe Schuster. I yeah, I suppose. Um, I mean, everything that I saw mm-hmm. said that this was Schuster and not Cassidy. So, 
Yeah. Yeah, me too. But maybe somebody, you know, maybe somebody ghost drew it. Anything else you want to add? Uh, I don't think so. I, I, I enjoyed this one. Uh, again, uh, I think the, the these four stories that we're talking about tonight, they just get better and better. So mm-hmm. we have gone from just a, your basic war slash espionage story in Action 23. We continue with that story or in Action 22. We continue with that story in this issue, but then they add the whole Luther element. We don't get his first name yet. And from what I understand, when we do finally get his first name, it's Alexi. Um, and of course he's got to be a ginger that, that hurts a little, uh, and yeah, we don't, he's just, you know, I, I love how they just create these villains that they're only motivated. They just want to take over the world. That's, you know, all right. Well, I mean, is, is there any greater goal for a, a villain than the tech, you know, and it, well, and, and the fact that this is now. Superman's second, uh, for lack of a better term, supervillain. Mm-hmm. And it's another super genius. So, you know, it's the whole Superman is brute strength. And rather than put him up against somebody that he's just going to duke it out with, you know, they, we've got to give him more of a challenge. So it's more brains versus brawn. But, yeah, liked it. I enjoyed it. It was fun. I agree that, um, the the story is starting to ratchet up, and I like how we're we're starting to see connections now between a previous and a current, and then the next. Uh, you know, so there's there's starting to be some, even if it is like in essence a, a instantaneous continuity, we're we're still starting to see the fact that they are yeah either thinking ahead. Or they're looking back and connecting it that way, whichever. Now, this is, I think they're thinking ahead because of how many uh, connections there are here. All four of these stories that we read for tonight are connected. So, uh, that's not a, you know, that's not a chancy kind of thing. That's purposeful. Um, So, I I, I do like that because I'm a big continuity fan. I, I like. Oh, yeah. The fact that they remember that the person did this or said this, or even if it's just a throwaway, you know, it shows yeah. that somebody took the time to read that and they're like, oh, yeah, I, I need to, I, I can go ahead and use that. I'll, I'll say that, you know, and so it's. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to do uh, every, every story you tell doesn't have to be a, a, a six issue arc. You know, you can do a series of done in one issues, but Certain little things, you know, connect them together that may not be part of the big, bigger story. But yeah, you know, somebody makes mention in issue six of something that happened in in issue three. And that's the only thing that that really connects them. And that's that's kind of where the fun lies. Well, is then I look finding at, those little moments. I always look at continuity as being my reward for sticking with your product, because mm-hmm. let's be honest. There are yeah. going to be times that your product sucks, you know, and my reward for even sticking through the suck is the fact that there is now a continuity. And I'm going to remember even when it was bad, you still remembered that yep. and used that uh, in some way in in the future, you know, down the road. And that's to yeah. me. 
continuity is my reward for yeah for for doing all that over particularly over extended periods of time you know several yeah. years of sticking with your product it's like you know i recognize that you have read all of these so here you go here's here's something to chew on to try to connect to try to remember you know so yeah and for me the fun continuity things are stuff like uh you know not something that you you run across 30 issues in and you run across something that just suddenly just makes no sense because you didn't read the first issue. It's more like uh, somebody that shows up and, you know, it's like, well, that's the that's the same male letter carrier that was in issue one. You know, <laughs> you don't you don't have to know that reading that issue and uh, somebody new could read the issue and they just they just met the letter carrier and they don't know that they've right. been in three or four other other issues. But because you have stuck with it, you know that. You know, I drive my wife crazy a lot when we watch some of the Marvel movies sometimes. I'll be like, do you recognize that person? Right, yeah. They were yeah, in right. like four, four movies ago uh, pushing that broom. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, it's oh. like, yeah, but isn't it cool? They remembered <laughs> they and they used it. that yeah. person again. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, they shouldn't get it. And I... I was as I'm as I'm reading the death of Superman. I'm I'm at the part in that uh, the, the I'm in the funeral for a friend, and I just read the issue of the actual funeral. And there's a few instances throughout the funeral where we meet certain people that reading this I've never met before. But I can't help but wonder. You know, they'll mention like a yeah that time Superman you know s saved me when that building collapsed. It's like. Is that something that actually happened? Right. And, you know, six, 60 issues ago that somebody who's been reading this whole time is going to be like, yep, that's the guy. And, you know, I, I find that kind of stuff interesting that, uh, you know, me having not read those 60 issues, I don't need I don't need to know that. But had I read those 60 issues, I would have enjoyed that just a little bit right. more. It, you would, know? it would have been a reward for doing that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I also want to point out real quick before we wrap it up that Doug mentioned a while back that he also is enjoying the ElfQuest podcast. Oh, uh, yes. In the chat. Um, a man of taste. Yes. D Doug and I, you know. Uh, sim simpatico? Is that, the, uh, is that the German word? That's sim right. Simpatico. It's a, yeah. Okay. Kidneys. Is, uh, yep. It's a... <laughs> These are where my kidneys are. Piper Cody says... Uh, Oh, hey. John Henry Irons. What about I John? I love John Henry Irons. I was going to say, what about John Henry Irons? I know who he is. But well, I that's that is a that that's a guy that um, when you first meet him, he's somebody that Superman saves. Oh, OK. And then he, and then he shows becomes, up. Uh, yeah. OK. Yep. Yeah. He yeah. Uh, uh, is going to play a pretty pivotal part in the uh, death of Superman here at, at some point, I yeah. believe, if I recall. Yeah. So. Looking forward to getting to those issues. I think he's still around even now. Uh, oh yeah, doing that kind yeah. of stuff, isn't he? Yeah, I'm a uh, uh, you know reading the stuff on the on the app, and they're now a month behind. And he was just in one of the recent Action Comics issues. So yeah, it's not he, he's not like an, an all the time or something, but but yeah, he can he can jump in there and help. I think mm -hmm. sometimes. So yep, yep, yep. All right, you good? I'm good. All right, we want to thank everybody for listening to this episode of the Superman Super Show. If you want to drop us a line, ask a question, or just provide feedback in general, you can send an email 
to the Superman Super Show at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter under the handle at Soups Super Show or come join the fun over on the forum at forum.justanotherfanboy.com. All the links will be in the show notes, so don't worry about uh, grabbing those. Um, the guy I thought Stephen was talking about with the building falling on him. Oh, oh, did did, yeah. did that happen to John Henry Irons? It's it. Well, he I think he was a he was he fell off of a, a building. He was a construction worker. And he fell off a girder, and it's funny because when I use that as as an example, the the guy uh, guy who's that I don't. I was just trying to think of somebody who was at the funeral that mentioned Superman saving them and i couldn't think of the actual examples from the issue so i a guy who a building fell on him and i was thinking of john henry irons so uh okay. yeah that's kind of funny that he picked that out yep Alrighty, so folks until next week i'm ed that is steven and this was the superman super show ciao bye Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics Magazine.